Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is September 23rd, the 266th day of 2019, with 99 days remaining until 2020. Looking at less than 100 days before next year, some of us are beginning to experience that perennial last full season angst augmented by frost warnings and the melancholia of our natural landscapes changing pastels, which the Maine Department of Agriculture, Conservation, and Forestry, in its most recent weekly foliage report, assures us are, quote, right on track, close quote, with zones 6 and 7 of northern Maine expecting to exhibit peak color the last week of September into the first week of October. This morning at 10 minutes to 4 Eastern Daylight Savings Time, the 2019 autumnal equinox for the Northern Hemisphere took place as the sun was at its zenith, or straight overhead, as seen from the Earth's equator. Equinox is defined as the sun, going from north to south, crossing the sky's equator. Today, then, the sun has been, will be, or is more or less rising due east and setting due west around the world, with everyone receiving approximately equal portions of day and night. In another week, however, as October unfolds, the sun will be rising noticeably south of due east and be setting noticeably south of due west, steadily shortening our days and lengthening our nights. As of this past week, the state of Maine ushered in 560 new laws. Perhaps foremost among them for many folks is the one barring the use of handheld devices while driving. Interesting here is the language, handheld devices, which certainly could cover a broad range of things. A spoon, a potato peeler, a radar gun. We might wonder, for instance, whether our law enforcement officials will be above the law in these regards, considering that most of us cannot remember the last time we saw a patrol car being driven by a municipal, county, or state law enforcement official who was not simultaneously using his onboard computer and his mobile phone. But the new law apparently has this covered via modern engineering, which clicks in when the vehicle the officer is driving reaches a speed of 30 miles per hour and automatically prevents the use of any handheld electronic devices. The number of legal check valves our lawmakers continue to create to achieve some semblance of order amid our obvious propensity for chaos in modern society should be telling us something if only we could each position ourselves so as to achieve the proper perspective. But therein seems to be the crux. We are not adept at distancing ourselves from the congestion that engenders our confusion. Last week, working between 2,000 and 2,500 feet above ground level, along the airline, long the local name for Route 9 that affords a relatively straight shot from Bangor to Callis, or vice versa, I drifted into a few moments of reverie, casually entertaining the contrast between my immediate task at hand and the work awaiting me not so long after once I returned to terra firma. A mere half mile or so above the planet, I was tracking radio-collared animals, wild turkeys to be exact, 
This involved flying S-shaped patterns over the woods near places like Amherst and Aurora and Great Pond in down east Maine. While listening to a transceiver that was connected to two antennae, each one in turn connected to a wing strut of my Cessna 140. The transceiver contained 10 different frequencies, each dedicated to a radio collar that a particular turkey was supposedly wearing at the moment. Switching periodically from frequency to frequency, I would listen for the telltale series of beeps that would let me know I was picking up a signal from one of the animal's radio collars. After detecting a beep, I would maneuver the airplane to find the strongest signal and then mark a waypoint on my handheld GPS so that the coordinates could be used by wildlife ecologists to track the bird on land. My airplane is a two-seater, so the cockpit is small, but big enough to have ready at hand implements such as a map, the transceiver, the handheld GPS, a notepad for checking off the frequencies that had been verified, and a switch box that toggled from the starboard wing strut antenna to the port side wing strut antenna. To some degree, with such a configuration of contents, my cockpit will generally resemble the cockpits I've seen of police vehicles, in that, equipment and material-wise, the work environment, although made for only one person, often proves to be a busy one. But in contrast, the wide-open realm of Class G airspace over the Willy Wags of Maine, where I only communicate with nearby Bangor air traffic control personnel from time to time when they are notifying me of aircraft in my vicinity, is a far cry from the borderline chaos that exists outside the average patrol car's window. 19th century German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer tells us, quote, Every man takes the limits of his own field of vision for the limits of the world, close quote. But the world in Schopenhauer's day was more than a century away from being able to look at itself with the sort of panoramic view that typically one of our orbiting satellites is now able to accomplish. Yet verging on the third decade of the 21st century, are we able to state truthfully that having such a view of ourselves from space for over 50 years has led to our overall improvement of the human condition? Today, 99 years ago in Brooklyn, New York, Joe Yule Jr. was born to vaudevillians Joe Yule and Nell Carter, and 11 months later, dressed in a miniature tuxedo, would appear with his parents on stage. By age 15, Joe Jr. had won the role of Puck in a film version of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, and the young actor changed his name to Mickey Rooney. Within a few years, he and Judy Garland began being cast together in several films and grew to be close friends. Years later, Garland would comment, Maybe we could have been a real forever team. As it turned out, we seemed to have an Olympic marrying competition. Five for me and seven for him. So far, that is. Rooney would add one more to make the total eight in 1978. Today is also the birthday of Ray Charles in 1930, of Julio Iglesias in 1943, and of Bruce Springsteen in 1949. For Moreno, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to a fine first day of autumn.